0: Hey girls! What's up? Welcome. Sit back. Relax. Let's get right in to episode 8! And you're listening to Don't
1: Quit, Do It by is Her Story. We are so excited to have Sydney Sadik, our 8th podcast guest on our podcast Don't Quit, Do It. Sydney is a fashion and lifestyle expert and author of the book Aim High from New York City. Hi Sydney, how are you?
2: Hi, I'm great. I'm so excited to be here.
3: We are so excited to have you. So, before we jump into everything, let's just talk about yourself and what you've done in your life and how you got your start in your career.
2: Sure. So, I'm 26, but it all really started when I was your age and I was 16. And I had never gone to summer camp. And my parents were like, are you going to really get into college outside of New York if you've never had some sort of out of, you know, New York experience? And I was like, it's a valid point. And so I found a summer program and it was from Harvard University. And you had to pick two classes. And I really didn't know at that point what I wanted. But there were two courses that were in journalism and focused on blogging and an introduction to writing and I was just it's like, well, this sounds cool. And uh, so I went and the first assignment for one of the classes was to start your own blog. And so I didn't really know what to write about, but then it hit me. I'm like, what's one thing I know really well? Fashion. And so I started doing this, just posting my outfits of, you know, kind of what you see of the stereotypical fashion blog today. But then once I got back to New York, I said, how can I do something a little bit different? And that's where I thought, wow, let me bring in the investigative and sort of uh, reporting skills that I learned in my other Harvard class and sort of meld these two things together. And I saw there was an advertisement um, in the New York Post that Rihanna was going to be at Barnes and Noble for her first book launch, and which is ironic with all this. And uh, I waited in line for like four hours. My Spanish teacher let me out of school. And I, instead of asking her to just sign my name on the book, I said, can you write your favorite fashion accessory? And so she did, and I was able to turn that into an article on my blog called Style Solutions, and it went viral. I think it got like 10,000 views within a couple of hours. And uh, you know, from there, I really knew that this was my calling, melding journalism and fashion together. I became a journalism major at the George Washington University School of Media and Public Affairs in DC had lots of internship experience. I had been at the Daily Front Row, Rachel Zoe, Oprah Magazine, and like really got to see different sides of both fashion and journalism. And that led to a full-time job back with the Daily as the associate editor and just being on the red carpet and writing hundreds of articles a week and interviewing celebrities, and designers. And that was really when I realized, okay, wait a minute, like this is all great. And I love writing, but how can I also really make fashion accessible to so many more people? And that's where the concept of being on air came about.
1: Well, that is really, really cool. I just wanna say you're amazing and you've gotten to have so many cool experiences from this. So what have you been up to during quarantine? I've seen some of your Lunchtime with Sydney episodes on Instagram and they're so interesting and fun.
2: Thank you. Yeah, you know, I was a very social person. I mean, I was never in high school or college, the party girl. I was very nerdy. I was always in the library. I think a lot of people are surprised to know about that. But because of my career, networking's always been super important. So I would always go out. And once I realized that quarantine was not going to be something for just a week or two weeks, and it was kind of going to be this new phase of life, I thought, I think I'm going to be a little lonely. And if I'm feeling this way, I'm sure a lot of other people will too. Um, And one of the most social elements and times of your day, I think is during lunch break, whether you're a student, or you're, um, you know, in your career, that like 30 minute lunch break is a time for socializing, and that was gone. Um, so that's where the idea of lunchtime with City. my daily Instagram live show came about, how can we make people feel less alone for 30 minutes out of the day, be able to go into the homes and really just unique spaces of celebrities, designers, and personalities, and really find that moment that we really are sort of all in this together. You might be in different states, different countries, but we're all feeling that same sort of fear and unknowingness. And um, yeah, it's been super fun. Almost hundred guests. It'll be my hundredth episode, I think, in like two weeks. I keep keeping it, you know, on track and trying to count down to it. Um, but it's been really fun, and I just I love doing it so much.
0: Well congratulations for almost getting to a hundred episodes. I mean, that's huge. Um, so what is something that you do just like in your daily life kind of walk us through what it means to be like this fashion expert?
2: It's a good question. I think I'm just always really trying to stay true to myself and I think being authentic is so important to me. Fashion is so much more about how much money you're spending or really what you're wearing, but it's how those things can make you feel good about yourself. And I think now, especially because people do have so much more time to be on their phones, to be on their computers. Like I think there's a little bit more of this like attacking culture that's going on where everyone's like really just microanalyzing analyzing everyone. Um, and it can be a little bit overwhelming, no matter if you are someone like me, who's more in the public or not. Like I think everyone's kind of dealing with that at the moment. But for me, you know, I'm always just sort of trying to keep an eye on what people are loving, whether it's, you know, trends, um, personalities, designers, and just having a strong knowledge um, of what's going on culturally. Um, But yeah, I'm always coming up with ideas, ideas for my lunchtime with Sydney, ideas to do remote segments for the shows I contribute to. Um, But yeah, being authentic, I think really is sort of, and kind, is sort of how I try to go about, you know, every day.
1: That's awesome. So um, since fashion is such a big part of your career, we have a fun question for you. Um, what is one fashion trend that you never want to see again? And what is one fashion trend that you really want to see come back? Ooh,
2: I mean, I still am a fan of tie dye right now. Like I'm wearing tie dye shorts today, but I feel like once the pandemic is officially over, I'm never going to want to see tie dye again because it's so representative of these times. And like, I have to say these times have been sort of a blessing in disguise for me because like, I would have never started lunchtime with Sydney if this didn't happen. And now I feel like I'm really doing what I want to do. But at the same time, it's also very hard. And I I think I'll be happy to like move on. Um, A trend that I would like to come back. It's a good question. I feel like it kind of goes in and out, but neon, I don't think we're seeing as much of it right now, but I just love color. I think looking at color makes me happy. And I don't know, rocking like highlighter shades to me is always fun. So, yeah.
3: I totally agree with you. And we actually started our podcast at the beginning of this pandemic too. So this was a way for us to connect more. So let's just talk about your book now. So this is really exciting. Sydney has a book coming out soon. Um, It's going to be available pretty much everywhere. Amazon, you can pre-order it today. How did you get started on the book? What's it about? And just walk us through that.
2: Sure. So my book is called Aim High, How to Style Your Life and Achieve Your Goals. And I feel like that whole notion of aim high is so important. It always was, but now really, because I think today it's all about what we can do to our best, to do our best, to give back, to feel good about ourselves, like the whole notion behind it is like never been more timely. So I'm very grateful for that. Although I never thought I would be launching a book in the middle of a pandemic. Um, But you know, it's interesting because I had actually written another book, which was the book that I was shopping around to publishers. And my publisher, Sky Horse, with Simon & Schuster, you know, they were like, we love this book, but I feel like this is your second book. Like, you need to do something, maybe if you're a first, it's a little bit more about you with fashion. And I don't want to give the other concept away, but it'll very much make sense as my second book once it does come out. But, um, you know, it really is just funny um, because Aim High, again, you know, was not the first thing that came to mind. It was second. And I was super excited to be able to, you know, be asked essentially to write this book. And it really is, you know, such a melding of things, unfiltered stories, um, how, you know, you really can develop your own personal style, how to boost your confidence. It's a very motivational how-to book. And, you know, on Instagram, it's interesting. Like I constantly am getting DMs from girls asking me very like personal advice questions. And this book is really that place where I go deep into so many different topics. And I think you really leave every chapter with a different sort of lesson, a new way of thinking, and really also just knowing how to sort of take risks for different really critical scenarios of your life. I mean, one of the chapters to me that was so important was I really struggled um, with my weight when I was in college. Most people think you can only gain the freshman 15 with alcohol. I gained like the freshman 30 with cupcakes. So it really, you know, is a sort of example um, of how that moment was really hard for me and my confidence totally went away as a college student. But then I was able to sort of get back on this self-care routine and, you know, feel better about myself now. Um, But yeah, definitely lots of stories and lots of advice.
1: So it's really cool that you're sharing your life story and advice this way. So many people want to get into fashion in the industry. So what do you think it takes to make it in the fashion industry?
2: I think like... Any industry, it's so different than I think of our parents' generation, where there were fewer people who could do different things. Like now, there's so many people who can do kind of the same task, but it's about putting your own spin on it. So I think it's really about narrowing and honing in on who you are, your individuality, and your perspective. Um, so whether you're trying to be a designer, an influencer, a on-air, you know, personality like myself, like I really think it's just about carving your own niche. And for me on television, for example, it's always been about how women can dress on a budget at any age for any price. And I'm always focusing on pieces that are at, le- at the most under 100 but usually under $50. And um, yeah, it's really about that.
0: Yeah, that's really important, especially since a lot of people want to know how to like dress better and especially for like inexpensive costs. And that's a nice service that you can provide while also doing something you're passionate about. And so with that, was there ever a moment where you were like, yes, this is what I want to do with my life. And when you were younger, did you know what you wanted to be?
2: I always knew I wanted to be in fashion. I didn't know specifically in what way. And I feel like my goals are constantly evolving. If you asked me even three years ago, I would say my dream is to be on X show. It was a very specific show. But now I'm like, are people really even watching that show? The times are changing. So like when you're in fashion and when you're in media, those industries are changing by the second. So I think it's really hard to like have one concrete goal. It's more of like, these are the things I want to accomplish, and then like the actual elements sort of change, if that makes sense. You know, you're constantly evolving with what you want to do. But um, yeah, I think really the most clarity that I had is once I left my job as an editor at the Daily Front Row and realizing on air is what I want to do. Like whether it becomes something digitally on Instagram, whether I am on the Today Show and E all the time, like whatever happens, I want to be on air. And that was the moment.
1: That's just so amazing. I'm really gushing at everything that you're doing, especially with your platform and how you are you know, making such a difference like through fashion and helping girls and women all around the world. And so uh, we wanted to ask you, what is one piece of advice you want to give our listeners?
2: I really think a few things. Everyone should just really always be kind. And like not from a fake place, but from a real place. And you really just have to put your best self out there and always be willing to help others, always be willing to have conversations and just being an honest person because it all comes back to bite always, no matter what you do with your career. It doesn't have to be fashion or, uh, you know, journalism, it's everything. Um, And also just to really never give up. I think consistency is such a huge part of life. And, you know, like this lunchtime with Sydney, okay, yeah, there were moments where I was like, should I continue? Should I not? But I'm like, wait a minute, like, of course, I should continue. Like, you have to keep pushing yourself and to not get stuck in those moments where you're just ready to give up. It's all about the path and continuing to go down it.
3: I think that's super important, especially now a lot of people, especially girls are being um discouraged especially at this time there's not much you're able to do so there are so many ways that we can get involved I feel like a lot of people are using social media more and that's how I found you actually so um I was curious how yeah so I was just scrolling through Instagram and I see you're wearing love Shack fancy shirt so I was looking through all their stuff and I
2: found you somehow through it
3: so I've been interested in that too um but who is your fashion icon
2: my grandmother, who's no longer with us, and I, she was very sick for um, almost 15 years with frontal lobe dementia. So, as my career was building, she really wasn't present mentally here with us. And I keep saying, like, oh my gosh, she would be so proud of like everything that's going on, and like she was a huge inspiration for my style always, but also for this book. And I talk so much about her um, in the book, but the reason why she is my icon and why I'm not listing a celebrity or a model or anything like that um, is because she really was always so true to herself and she didn't care about what others thought about what she was wearing. She did it for her. And um, I feel very lucky that like, I've been able to keep, you know, some of her pieces and like incorporate them into my wardrobe. There's this like vintage poochie shirt that I have here. She must've had it. I mean, it must be like, 50 or 60 years old. And um, I wear it all the time. And I I think that's what's also so important about fashion in general is that it is so representative of memories and people. And like, I love feeling like I have a little ounce of her with me when I do wear that.
1: So what are some of your hobbies, I guess, outside of fashion? Uh, During quarantine, have you joined the TikTok craze?
2: (laughs) I did at the beginning I feel like it's so odd like with you guys with your generation like not trying to make me sound like so much older than you but like 10 years different like it's so popular for you guys and I personally love it and do it for fun but like I feel like people really judge you once you're past like your early 20s like people are like why are you doing this or you're doing it this way I'm like why do you care like <laughs> if it makes me happy let me just do it so yes I've been doing it I don't do it as much as I did in the beginning because I'm just like you know, busy right now, but I do like it. Um, I've played the piano since I was five years old and it's something that I love. I love playing like Lady Gaga or like for Elise by Beethoven, obviously two extremes. Um, I was definitely coloring and coloring books a lot at the beginning of quarantine. That phase has also sort of gone away. Um, but yeah, those are really, piano's always really been my main,
0: yeah, that's really fun. I think we were all kind of joining the TikTok craze at one point or another. So as long as it's fun, I think that's all what matters. Um, and so what are your actual ultimate like career goals that you want to achieve? And like, where do you kind of see yourself in the next couple of years?
2: I think it totally depends on how, first of all, this pandemic shapes out, how the media landscape shapes out. But Obviously right now I lend my creativity and ideas to multiple networks with multiple shows, mainly today, e, um, NBC New York Live and in edition, but I would be so you know, grateful and excited to be able to really be with just one show and be able to really help something grow and bring my ideas and really make fashion and celebrity and molding them together in a unique show format. Um, and you know, that's where I really see is having one network be my home. Um, definitely see products at some point going down the line in the in fashion. Um, and when I do that, it has to be something that everyone can afford and wear. Cause that's really important to me. Where is your favorite place to travel? I love being in LA. I really thought actually right before quarantine you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really thought that I was actually potentially gonna be moving to LA right before quarantine. Like my, mentally I was all prepared to go. Like I started like researching apartments cause I thought I had an opportunity and the pandemic obviously changed things around a lot. Um, I love being in LA. I love London internationally. That was my favorite place. Um, I was a huge Topshop supporter when they had stores in the US. So when they closed, I was devastated but I usually go to London um, to meet with brands once a year. And Topshop is amazing to me and they would like literally give me a whole section of their dressing rooms and they would bring like all the latest items and they gave me this like insane discount. I basically paid like nothing for all this stuff. And um, it was just like, it's it's so fun. Like all the memories of being there. That's what I miss the most is moving around because I did it so much in my pre-pandemic life that it's very odd for me. Like being in this same room with the same bed and everything else for like six months.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. It seems like a lot of us, like around the whole entire world, our lives have been turned upside down and we've had to like hunker down and find new ways to entertain ourselves if we haven't been able to be on the move. Um, So uh, one of our last questions is, since you've been in this industry for basically 10 years, starting around our age, um, what is the most memorable appearance or just like Memory in general you've had um, with your career.
2: Mm. Can I give you like like two or two? Is that okay? Okay, yeah. One. <laughs> okay, um, one during my time as a writer and editor of the Daily from Row, I was in L.A. on vacation, and a publicist had sent me an email that they saw I was in L.A. on Instagram, and that they were doing this huge um, photo shoot with Tom Brady for UGG. He was going to be the new face, and they said would you wanna come up to the Hollywood Hills? We'll send you a car, you can spend a day with us and watch the whole shoot and get to interview Tom. And I was like, yeah. And I went, he was awesome, super attractive, super nice. Um, Could not have been kinder. And that's what's interesting to me. Like I feel like the people who I enjoy interviewing most are not the most conventional like designers even. Like I like kind of getting the fashion questions out of these people who are totally in different industries. So Tom, obviously, you know, being in sports. Covering the Met Ball and being, having Celine Dion sing to me directly, like literally bursting out her songs on the red carpet was incredible. And um, being really on the Today Show and E! News for the first time, those were two of my biggest goals. I remember being in college and just like going up to my teachers being like, I've got to be on the Today Show. Like, it's got to happen. Like, what do you think I should do? And no one gave me advice. No one really knew. They're like, well, it'll happen. Like, go try, like, you know, there was no real help. So um, once that moment really did happen, it was the Today Show last July and um, e- the May before that, like it just didn't feel real at all. Now it feels real.
0: <laughs> well, Sydney, on behalf of everyone on our Today's Her Story team and our listeners, we just want to thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Don't quit, do it.
2: Thanks for having me. You guys are so cute. I love this whole concept. Keep doing the podcast, like literally never stop keep going.
0: <laughs> well, if you guys want to learn more about Sydney, head over to our Instagram at today's her story at don't quit do it podcast, and be sure to follow her at Sydney Sadik and check out her book on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, and Indie bound.
1: And you're listening to don't quit
2: do it by today's her story.